All right, let's get right into it. Yeah, so. All right. I'll, actually, I'm going to start again. Okay, go ahead. So, we are almost four months into a pandemic, correct? Yeah. Um, people have known about this. We've been doing the social distancing. We've been wearing the masks. We've been slowly testing. WWE, who was labeled an essential business in April, has just started testing for COVID this week. And among those people that were that tested positive were Renee Young and Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton, this is her second time, according to her own reports, which means you can get this more than once. How I I ask you, how how did WWE not get the tests until this week? There because then they say in the beginning of June they were start when somebody tested positive in development, they said, All right, now we gotta start testing people. Is that what they said in the beginning? Like on June night when somebody got sick, they were like, All right, now we about to start testing people. Well, apparently during Mania, one of the cameramen got sick with this. Or someone on the production team had it. So, so the idea, if you, the only time you test it is when you waited for, for talent to get sick. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you weren't ahead of this. The other thing is like, yo, man, your wife worked for Trump. You got the plug. How did you not get any tests? All you have. To- that, you got that's it. the you, best thing I can say. They just idiots. They not. I don't know how you the CFO and the CEO like how y'all this naive to what's going on. Like it, this is very new behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, the reports is also like even if you did, weren't going to test, well, maybe people should wear a mask. But apparently WWE banned anyone from wearing masks during the taping. Like no one can wear a mask. Oh, because they want to do realism. Yeah. yeah, like one of their uh, executives was on a phone call talking about how it's their job to to basically provide escapism for the audience. <laughs> and look, man, we in a pandemic. People are at home. Ain't no escaping this. If someone's wearing a face mask, it's not the end of the world. Like, let's just be real about that. If someone was wearing a face mask because they didn't want to catch it, what's the big deal? Is that is that so harsh that it's just going to remind people like, oh, my God, there's a pandemic. I'm not going to watch wrestling now because wrestling is reminding me of the pandemic. Really? Yeah, that, that won't be the case. This is actually to take it it was used at first to, you know, get you away from thinking about the pandemic. But now because shit is getting probably worse than what it was before, because everybody hard headed, don't want to stay inside, and then when they do go outside, they don't want to abide by certain rules. Now it's getting worse. So now you gotta figure out and then when it's your own people evolve that's with your production, that's with your company, and you just kind of handle it in a nonchalant way like you're doing now, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's just you. Like, 
for those that don't know, I'm out here in California. You're in Florida. What was Florida like during Memorial Day weekend? People was out, I think. I'm t- Memorial Day is in May, right? Yeah, May. It was May like 27th or something like that. Man. May 23rd, 24th. To be honest, since all this has been going on, and because I haven't worked, it's just like you know, you just kind of forget days. But I tend to do that anyway when everything is quote unquote normal. I kind of forget what's going on to begin with, so. It's it's like yeah, it's really been four months, and it doesn't really feel like it. And I guess because I know how to adapt fast, or it's just like I just kind of do the same thing I do before I've done before. Like I tell people, like this shit is easy to me. I can quarantine anytime. All I do is work out, train, and go to the store yeah. and go home anyway. I'm not out at bars. Like these stupid motherfuckers is out at bars in Texas and Florida and now. They shutting it down. It's like all right. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Like, is Florida like Florida never shut down, right? They shut down uh, a lot. They actually did do that. Contrary to the reports, like everybody always want to get Florida out of here. First of all, if you do that, let me go home at least, big fella. If that's something like that were to happen, let me go home, motherfucker. But it it wasn't like it was like it was things that were shut down. And for the most part, they were abiding by the rules. Like, you know, I hate Walmart with a passion, but they actually still are doing a good job. And out here, they're just now adapting, though, the whole wear a mask concept. Like, anywhere you go, other than the gym, you got to wear a mask inside the store. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's cool. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I just want to get that for clarity because, you know, from what I saw, people was outside for Florida. People was outside during Memorial Day without masks. And since then, you know, Florida's been putting numbers on the boards. Like, Yeah, but they say in our home state, which is Cali, they said Cali going up too, or just L.A. is going up. L.A. is going up. In the past two days, L.A. has seen cases rise by 70%. Yeah, so then we're asking questions like, so this this comes with, you know, a whole it's a whole conversation piece that we can't really even elaborate on because nobody on this planet knows what the fuck is going on. But it's just like, well, first of all, I'm pissed because every place I'm I'm supposed to be going to between now and next month, the cases are high. I'm like, God, do you not want me to be happy? Which, you know, that that's another conversation. But it's like, do you not want me to go nowhere? And then it's just like the cases have been rising and then it's just like, all right, well, it ain't going down. And then if we want to piggyback towards the WWE and wrestling as a whole, it's like, or more so WWE, it's like, bro, like, why did, why, okay, why did he need to bring in whoever decided to do this? Why did you need to bring in development talent to watch the show? I know it's to learn hands-on, but this ain't the time. No, that wasn't it. That's the weirdest shit I've seen this year. Honestly, the reason in, in pro wrestling, well, the reason so. they did it was because AEW had their wrestlers ringside cheering and all this mm-hmm. and that, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to not have some type of audience, but the thing was, they're just there to specifically be an audience. Whereas AEW, you know, that's AEW talent. 
Like they're not hiding the fact that this is happening. Um, but when we get to AEW, that in they also are in an interesting position because it's basically come out recently that it, they can't stop doing shows at all. Because if they do, that's it for AEW. Yeah, I heard about that like earlier this year too. Like when yeah. everything started happening, I heard that. Yeah, like so they they have no choice but to keep going, and that's fine, whatever. But the other thing I thought that becomes fast that comes tricky about this is Renee Young is married to John Moxley, and John Moxley was pulled from television this past week due to concerns over COVID because his wife has it. Mm-hmm. Next week and the week after is the fighter fest. So at the earliest level of availability, Moxley might be ready by not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So he might be good to go on the second night. However, if he's not, what do you do with the AEW championship? Do you just not have a match? Do you strip him of the title? Do you award it to Brian Cage or do you have him wrestle someone else or do you do another tournament? Which I'm of the mind you do another tournament. Mm. Um, me personally, I think I, if you do a tournament, you got to do it like start next week. Like you got to do it then. And then you got to have predominantly the whole show just be tournament matches if you got two weeks left, depending on how you do it, or have two matches every week. But then you got to have a final, and I guess the final would be actually for the title, so that works out. But you got to have a semifinal as well. So I think you can go that route, or you can just, if you want, because you're making him to be what he is, like this big guy that everywhere he went, he kind of dominated. Just put the strap on him now, and then I'm going to go back to what I said. Cody Rhodes, man, you might as well go ahead. You're treating the mid-card title like it's the main title. Just go ahead and get that strap, too. Put yourself in the title picture. Yeah, I mean, well, he can't technically put himself in the title picture, but I'm pretty sure they could find a workaround for him to do it. Now, the thing I think that becomes interesting is this does play into the fact that I guarantee you they're going to prop up the um, the TNT title more prominently now than even the AEW title because whether Moxley is clear to go or not because right now the main event on the second night is probably Cody versus Jack Swagger. I'm sorry, I had to do my evil villain laugh. We, I, you see, I developed my evil Republican white man laugh. Yeah, you got Every the million dollar man laugh, laugh like almost damn bad. <laughs> what do you say? Hey, shouts out to Griselda for so many reasons. But what do you say on that skit on the last sit me more diamonds? I more mean, diamonds. more diamonds on the belt. Yeah, that might be the name of this episode. More diamonds on the belt. Is is that and like? So, by the way, Jack Swagger has also been named in the Speaking Out movement. And he's still on the Fighter Fest card, whereas Sammy Guevara got removed. Okay, I'm going to play this game. So, what Sammy said, we don't need to get into. I've been talking about it all week. 
He is. It's unexcusable. He apologized. I mean, I can give you the benefit of the doubt for apologizing. It's just now, you know, don't say stupid shit like that. That's all I can hope for. At least, you know what? Okay, so with him, at least he said something from his mouth. Or he at least apologized and, you know, shouts out to Sasha for saying I talked to him about it. So that's cool. At least he manned up to it. He, I think he did the stupid ass notepad thing, but at least he apologized twice. Okay, I can give you the benefit of that. We all fuck up. I'm not gonna give him the whole excuse. He young because he was me, 22 when he said it. Yeah, but that's that's bullshit too. Because yeah, let me play this game. If it were me, how I look, and we'll just leave it at that. If I were to say something like that, they'll try to get me off the face of the planet. Now, if I'm talking to somebody a woman that looks like me, maybe not so much, but let's say if I said it against somebody that didn't look like me, you understand what I mean? Not what would be, what would be the re- repercussions for that? So I, and then we just from that era where we kind of sent of what we say, because we know it'll hold weight. And because we grew up in the era where we didn't have social media to say wild shit. And then if you say some wild shit, you might get checked by somebody older than you. So you kind of just of kind of center what you're saying, but at least he said something. But going back to what I was saying, listen, I, what's up with these promotions and Jack Swagger? Like, bro, you don't need him. Like, he literally the muscle and uh, what's the, the elite club? He literally just the muscle, and he don't really even put no muscle work in. He just had them tight ass polos on half the time. Facts. And if you gonna go. If you're going to keep a nasty motherfucker around, I guess because you can go with Jack because I'm nobody can see me right now, but I'm doing the alleged signal that these people do when they said, oh, allegedly he did it. Okay. But I know, I understand what alleged is. It's like until you proving innocent by the court of law, it's alleged, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into that game. But if you're going to keep one of them around, I, I guess you keep him around because it's alleged and the other guy actually did say it. But it's like, bro, you get him out the way too. Who gonna miss Jack Swagger? There's that. The other the other thing was, well, Jimmy Had Jimmy Havoc was also someone who was alleged to have done this, and they just blamed it on drug and alcohol addiction and sent him to rehab, which if you thought his drug and alcohol addiction was that bad, why didn't you send him to rehab much earlier than this? Like, like, so does he have a continuous history of drug and alcohol addiction, or is just like now they like, oh, okay, he has addiction? Well, th- that's the thing. I don't know because I don't know if they just found this out or if that's what he said. But he's friends with a lot of people on that roster. I, if someone was concerned and didn't report that, I like honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of that. Because the things that he was accused of, I don't know how long ago they were, but let's say they were right before he got to AEW. Let's say it was on the indie scene, what he was doing on the side for AEW. If that's the case, he was someone, people knew he was doing drugs, he was doing alcohol, and it was messing with him like that. And the fact that they, if AEW just looked the other way or no one just bothered to bring it up, I don't understand why now is the time to, to use that. Like they was keeping that in the back pocket as the, the draw four or something. Like, 
like for those who play spades, they was basically using this as the big joker. There you go. You doing the Bomani. Shouts out to the Shouts out Bomani. to Bomani. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know how to you know how to do it. I'm I'm terrible at space, so I would have said the Uno card. Yeah, but no, even then it's like the it's like keeping the reverse or the, the skip card on 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 deck on deck. So it, that was a strange one for me, was seeing that and just not understanding that. And I just don't have enough to say I I know, but I just all I can say is it's a little strange that the moment he was accused of that, they're just like rehab, which before it was just like, eh, you should probably watch that. But I mean, Sam, when it comes to Sammy Guevara, I think that suspension is actually, that's a fair one. Like he's suspended indefinitely. He has to go through some sensitivity training because I don't care what you say. If you get to 22 years of age and you don't think saying raping someone, even as a joke, is like an acceptable thing. Yeah, you you failed somewhere in life and people have failed you somewhere in your life. So all I can tell you. Yeah, you deserve to be suspended. However. However. Then that becomes a tricky thing because, like I said, Jack Swagger got mentioned. Nothing happened to him. Darby Allen got mentioned. As of right now, nothing's happened to him. He's injured, so maybe they're just counting that as like, like, okay, well, he's injured, so we don't have to do anything. Um, We can go to other promotions, too. Like, I'm pissed know. about that Darby thing, man. Like, it's, these dudes, it's dudes that I, out of all the dudes they announce – you know, we don't need to talk about the one that's on NXT. But it's like, dude, like, I'm actually fans of these dudes. And they it's not like I'm let down. Like, you know, motherfuckers is going to be nasty. They're going to they gonna be who they are. But it's like, bro, why you too talented? Like, it, it comes from, for, number one, keep your fucking hands and your words to yourself when it comes to women. Don't be, be respectful. And then number two, it's like, bro, do you not believe me yourself? Like I said last week, you don't believe in yourself enough to where your talent can take you to another level, and then you do something like this to bury yourself. Like, do you not believe in yourself? Um. Well, I think it just comes from a a place of like, as I told you last week when we were just talking, I was like, I think this just comes from a place of power. Like, mm-hmm. if this was a sex thing, this would be guys doing this on their their off time. Um, even if it was more of a sexual fetish for power, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't necessarily be in their, their workspace. But the problem is when it, once it comes to your, your place of business and you start doing this, this is a, this is a game of power more than anything. You want to establish dominance. You want to establish yourself as superior. And a lot of ways to do that is to belittle people and harass people and make them feel small. So whether who across the board, whoever it is, this is all, whether it's male or female, because we've seen men and women be labeled in this way. This is all a power play to try and establish yourself as, as the top person, or I'm better than you. I'm above you. And the way they go about that is to verbally and emotionally abuse them, sexually harass them, sexually assault them, even in some cases, flat out rape. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but here's the thing. So I'm going to pivot to another promotion. So everyone's reporting Tessa Blanchard is fired, right? Yeah. That's the that's actually not true. Her contract okay. was a her contract yeah, was up June thirteenth. Her contract was up June thirteenth, and they just couldn't reach a deal for her to show up at Slammiversary to drop the belt. Because throughout this time, like let's start at the beginning of the year when she was about to win the title. The thing that came out was she was really terrible to women in the wrestling business, even calling one uh, black Latin woman who's a wrestler, the N-word, called her a nigger. I don't know why I said the N-word. I'm being white right now, but called her a nigger. No, I think it was just, you know, it's it's, a, it's one of the words that I, don't, I can say nigger. I say nigger a lot, even though earlier this year I said I wasn't going to say nigger. The niggas is out here wallet. But when well, it comes to the hard N word, you know, yeah, I think it's think, just because I think she that, called her a nigger with the hard R, not oh no, absolutely. She not the soft nigger. A. Nigger, but uh, you, know, you used to get your ass beat for that, but you saying nigger, yeah, but ass tongue. yeah, but there's stories about her through other promotions too. Like there was a story about her from WWE after her and Ricochet broke up, she going up to the performance center to pull up on Ricochet. Oh, yeah, I heard a little bit about that. Elaborate on that because that shit, it's not funny because that's not like domestic violence, but at the same time, it's just like, bro. I see, honestly, I don't know the story. Like, uh, all I know is, what was I going to say? All I know is that this was a time, I think this was the last year. But um, I, I'm almost certain it was last year or the year before because wasn't she on uh, the May Young Classic? Yeah, that's how I first found out about her and like most of the women workers right now. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this this the future right here. Women's workers, they the future. Because she she was on there and everyone thought, okay, she's going to get a contract. She's going to be in NXT. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she turned it down or they just didn't offer her one for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, I can tell you, because, uh, you know, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, she uh, she actually did. She she didn't get a contract because they said she could work, which I know as to why she could work. She's very well trained. And besides that, it's just she didn't get a contract because they found out. Uh, it's allegedly about her attitude. So okay. at this point, it's not alleged because if we hearing stuff like this and then her retort to it, anytime, listen, anytime these white people be out here walling, just listen to their retort. Listen to what they say about it. Well, you know, I didn't, I did it, but I didn't really do it. That's how it really sounded to me. Like, yeah, I did it. It's just like, yeah, but yeah, I didn't do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, it was a travesty. Can you repeat the Can question? Can you repeat the question? Yeah, but no, I say all that to say, look, Tessa Blanchard, all of that stuff happened. She kicked this year off before speaking out even happened. All of that stuff came out about her. And TNA backed her. Or Impact, I'm sorry. Impact backed her. Through it, once the pandemics happened, she got stuck in Mexico with her boyfriend. Okay. Who's also an Impact worker. 
Impact apparently asked her to send like little vignettes and promos and stuff so they can just keep people in her, keep uh, her in people's minds and remind people that she's the champion and things like that. I don't think she rarely, if ever, did that. She did like one or two of them. As if, yeah, you know, I'm the Impact guy. I'm the Impact and New Japan guy. Well, you a New Japan guy as well, but you know, I'm the Impact guy, so I can tell you she she didn't do it. Yeah. So what happened was they were just trying to basically after the contract was up, they were like, "Yeah, we don't really want you back. We just need you to drop the belt." And apparently, they couldn't figure out a price or how to work the match or something. So they just stripped her of the title and said, yeah, you're no longer with Impact. So she wasn't fired. She was let go. I say all that to say she's going to get another job. You know why? Because they think she's really good, but she has a horrible attitude. Exactly. It can't just be after a while, people got to just stop. You know, we talk about WWE, but after a while, you got to start believing some of the shit that they say. Because even if they don't say nothing, they know they're wrong and they they won't admit it, but they be like, you know, it is what it is. But it's told out of all the women, all of them were great. And I think, what, five to ten of them work for WWE right now or yeah. NXT. So that tells you everything you need to know about them. So what makes somebody like her not make the cut? When she was the clear cut, you know, out of – let me. I'm going back to the first one, so I'm going on top of the head. Mercedes Martinez, who was a veteran, who was fired. Uh, who else was on that shit? Kyrie Sane was in there. Kyrie Sane was on it. Thank you. Shayna Baszler was in there. There we go. Uh, uh, Mia Yim was in there. Rhea Ripley, right? Rhea Ripley. So, um, I think Tony Storm was in it. I think no, uh, Kylie Ray was in it. I believe. I gotta go back and watch that May Young Classic. It's been about three years now, anyway. Two years. Yeah, three but, years. Three years, yeah. I think the point we're getting at is so and all the names we named are like top level talent. And I don't think it's crazy to say Tessa is better than all of them. It's not. She is she at least in the top three from yeah. that list we just named? Like she she definitely can go. But so the, that lets you know what's up. Yeah, but like we said, the issue is is her attitude. And she's like she's burned bridges there. She's burned bridges, I think, at other promotions too. And it's it's starting to become a Teddy Hart situation with her. Now, let's get that let's extrapolate that to other people. WWE was able to let go of Jack Gallagher because they just didn't see any use for him. They just didn't give a fuck. But people that they actually thought were good and have like have some potential in this business and in their in the WWE program, nothing's happened to them. Because all against Jack Gallagher was accusations and he denied them, but they released him. Jordan Devlin got accusations. Nothing has happened to him. Matt Riddle's had accusations. Nothing has happened to him. Hell. Terry Runnels came out and talked about Brock Lesnar doing something. You think something's going to happen to Brock? Terry Runnels for real? Yeah. Well, she said this Wait. in two. She said this in 2004 too, but she just reiterated it now on a podcast, which she was basically saying Brock at the time was a young hotshot. This was in probably like 03 when it happened. 03, 02. And he knew he was about to be like 
Like he was labeled, literally labeled the next big thing, and like he knew there was plans. My fault, big bro. But remember when he was in uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, he basically said on that Ruthless Aggression documentary, or they said that he was like, either pay me now, take me to the main roster, or I'm going to leave. So yeah. he kind of knew back then. And I mean, he ain't lying, but no, he wasn't wrong. The point of the conversation. No, but the parent, so he knew he was basically untouchable. So what happened was. There was an incident where Terry's in her locker room, is in the locker room, and Brock apparently is in the shower, just got out the shower. He has a towel on. He comes into the locker room. And he opens his towel and starts, you know, waving his junk at, at Terry and starts calling her name. And she ignores it. And she just kind of does what she does. But her her thing was like, look, I know you, you're going to be a star in this this industry. No question about it. But Terry's argument was, I've been in this business for a while. I've commanded a lot of respect for what I've done and who I've helped and who I've talked to and how I've carried myself. So I've, I would think you would have at least a little respect just off, off the strength that, you know, I've been in this business for a long time and I've, I've carried myself professionally to the best of her abilities. But, you know, it's Brock. Right. Like I don't, I don't, and in that situation, I don't think Terry's lying. Like, I don't think Terry's lying, but the problem is, we know nothing's going to happen to Brock. Like, they're not going to tell Brock you can't come back because of this. So, I think the issue I'm saying is like, talent is going to override all of these accusations so long as it's not so clear cut provable like Sammy Guevara couldn't hide behind it right that's his only crime is that he couldn't hide behind it David Starr copped to most of it so stuff happened to him everyone else has been like nah I don't really think that happened that's not how it happened if it did happen I'm sorry that it happened but that wasn't me that did it and the only person that's that's seemingly gotten some pushback from that or gotten some punishment from that is Jack Gallagher. And like I said, I'm not, I don't have a problem with Jack Gallagher or Sammy getting suspended or released. My only thing is I wish more people would have gotten released because right now what we're saying is essentially what these industry, the industry is saying is it's only bad if you get caught red handed. Otherwise you're just too talented to, for us to even do anything about and let's keep it a buck. Will you be missing some of these guys? Hell no. If they left yesterday, you'll be like, damn, I ain't seen, you know, what's that nasty motherfucker? Joe, is it Joey Ryan? I never get tired of talking bad about him. He wasn't never fired to me. And I watch ROH. He ain't that good. Was that the dude? Be, yeah. Yeah, with the nasty man. Who the fuck other than these stupid ass neck beer marks gonna miss him? Like, if he were to leave, you'd be like, damn, man. I sure wish I could see Joey Ryan. You ain't checking for him like that. It's like the people, they keeping around people that you don't necessarily need. Like, dude, all right. He cool, but he's all right, but he's not real. Yeah. But that's also, this also just comes to whatever the promotion has in plan. Because 
Ring of Honor can't divorce themselves from Marty Skrull at this moment. Not with the deal they gave him and the amount of power they gave him. Yeah, that's see now though. Now he got to be watched. Will they do it in that company? I don't know. But you got you gonna be watched from the outside, bro. Because they did give you power, and they need some women workers. So you gonna don't fuck around, get in trouble, bro. Yeah, and that's that's um kind of where it it goes is like I told my homeboy this is like I don't think we need to talk about redemption at all at this point because some of these people some of these men some of these women have had to carry these stories for years mm-hmm. with the fear that they'll get blackballed from the industry or they'll be made fun of or they'll be shamed and then they finally found a space where they could speak about it without with support like i think like you know everyone always asks why does it take so long for people to come forward is most people don't feel like they're going to be supported yeah like that's the clear-cut issue like most people just don't believe they're going to be supported so when something like speaking out happens you see a lot more people come out and speak not because it's the trendy thing to do but it's a place where they know i'm gonna say something and I know I'll be supported. I know I won't be, you know, castigated solely. Like, you know, you're still going to get the pushback. You know, you're still going to get the insults and the whatever, the gross comments from those from those who want to defend the people that you're accusing. But at least you have that that core, that group right there that will support you. And it's like we ride with you. We care about you. We love you. And we just want the best for you. So that's why speaking out and things like this always happen. And you always get a cluster of people, not because it becomes trendy or because, you know, anything. It's just, it takes something like this because when people just say it off the face, y'all don't support them. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard did all of these horrible things that numerous women in AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor and all other promotions have attested to. Chelsea Green attested to the things that Tessa Blanchard did. There's women in AEW who attested that Tessa Blanchard is not a good person. There's people in Ring of Honor who attested that Tessa Blanchard is not a good person. Impact did nothing. The wrestling community did nothing. Now, part of that is because it was a black woman. Yep. It, you know, but that's what I, I thought it was. I, I think it was just a combination of her getting released or her contract being over. It's that. But you know what's so fuck? It, it, it's a test to the business, and it's a, well, just to any business, and it's a test to yourself. Will she ever realize, like, dude, it's you? Sometimes it's just be you, motherfucker. And she she has to realize, like, dude, and she probably won't because they'll still book you. Like, like I told you off air about, you know, a tag team that I heard about as to why they keep getting booked, but it's unprofessional what you do. I think it's just because she's over and she's good at what she's doing. People are like, Absolutely. oh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you on. And it's no really punishment in this business, uh, no. if you, especially if you have that. Uh, the collection for the protection, the skin color. If yeah. you have that, 
then it's like, okay, we'll keep you around. But yet this person is a bigot. This person is unprofessional. Oh, but you know what? It's cool. They can work. That's not enough. Not saying there's somebody out there that's better than her or that can work equally as great because I think people had this preconceived notion that it's getting yourself over, which she's done a lot. It's not about you. It's about how you help somebody else get over as well. So that it's an entertainment business, once again, so you can get over and the fans have something to enjoy. Motherfuckers have taken this business, been unprofessional with it, act like kids. And I hear it every week, but it's the same thing we know. It's common sense. Like, dude, you're treating this like it's some high school shit. Like, you're supposed to be here to make everybody greater than you, the younger girls greater than you, and you're supposed to help them get over. You do the favor for them, and they'll do the favor for you when the time is right. This is why people admire Taker so much, because Taker has always been open to doing a favor. Taker has never had to do the favor for anybody if he wanted to. If he had that mindset that he didn't want to do it for people, trust me, as, as tight as him as Vince is, he's like, well, nigga, no, you can't, you can't do that. But he's always been open to helping people. And if if people want to know, look at 02, 03, doing the ruthless aggression there. He was like, yeah, I'll take that. And then this spots he had, he took for Maven. He didn't have to take that spot for Maven that. 2002 Rumble. Rumble, but yeah. he did it. Yeah, it's all about helping each other, man. Like it, it sounds cliche, I guess. It sounds passe, I guess. But that's what the fucking truth is. Well, the other thing I'd say before we move on is, like I said, this comes to a power thing. It's not that I won't help you, but before I can help you. I got to be the top one. Mm-hmm. I got to be on top. And then I'll think about helping you. And the way I'm going to help you is you help me look good and I won't make you look bad. And that shit is stupid, man. And that's not how you... It's, it's, it's inter- I think, once again, maybe I can't put myself in that mindset because I'm older than a lot of these people that are better than me, and then I'm just older mindset, and I just have a totally different mindset. It's like, dude, it's just like, you gotta look at it, it's it's, it's a business, and it's a sport. It's a contact sport. It ain't football or boxing, but it's a contact sport. You're still giving somebody your body. People don't have a mindset that you would if you are, were a professional basketball player. The reason why people love LeBron is not just because of the things he does for himself against his opponent. He gets everybody else involved. It's like, dude, you supposed to put somebody else over to make yourself look good as well. If you put somebody over, you take care of them. You take care of their body. That makes the match more believable, and it makes more people like you backstage, just off your hard work, dedication, and just being a fucking actual person. That's true. Um, and on that, I think we should move on to like the actual wrestling aspect of things. So as we can say, put pretty much for every show, except for SmackDown, that every show is fine. SmackDown is iffy for the most part. It's been uh, like this since they got the TV deal. Yeah. Now we're getting to an interesting point because NXT is now starting to 
like last, I think these past two weeks have killed AEW in the ratings. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's just because AEW shows have dipped in quality. Part of that is centering so much around the TNT championship, but we won't get into that at this moment. Now, I think we'll the interest. Yeah. Now, I think the interesting thing coming forward is so we know July 1st and July 8th is Fighter Fest. I think announced on Tuesday, July 1st, at least. I'm not sure about July 8th, but I know July 1st is the Great American Bash on NXT. So this is the first time we're going to have basically super televised events from both shows on the same day. And let's get it out of the way. NXT is going to be better. So two weeks. Okay, yeah, because I saw that and I, was, I thought I was bugging out because I watched uh, NXT on Wednesday. So in two weeks, we got Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, correct? At the Great American Bash? Yeah. Why are they not? Because next week is the fourth. Why aren't they doing it? Wait, so is two weeks from now uh, Extreme Rules? Uh, I bel- No, yeah, I think it should be. Yeah. So why? why are no, they no, it's three weeks from now. Why it's on the 19th. They don't okay, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know why they wouldn't book it for a Saturday or Sunday slot. Well, I think the reason they're doing that is because they want to directly compete with AEW to keep their foot on their necks because now that they got the ratings ahead and Fighter Fest is a potential big ratings grab, this is just counter programming. Which I don't have a problem with that. That's just competition. Um like the thing is, I don't even know the NXT card. I think the only matches I know is Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and Rhea Ripley versus El Shirai. Uh, that, that, that's that's it right now. No, 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 yeah. it's not Rhea Ripley. They got the Fatal Four Away next week to determine who's going against uh, El the following. El, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that Fatal Four is probably Rhea Ripley. Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even have to look at that to know that. It, it, it's common knowledge. <laughs> I think you just kind of know what's up because you just see, and it's not talking bad about oh, anybody else. You just Tegan see. Knox, not uh, Rhea Ripley. Okay, so is Rhea Ripley not in the title? No, she, she's she's going to do a handicap match with Robert Stone and Aaliyah. Yeah, I know about that. So, but is she's not in the title hunt at all? So she won't be in the title picture. Not at this moment. Okay, so it might be a call up. That's just um, that's just my opinion. It might be a call up. If could if be that's what's going on. Uh, we're also going to get Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. Uh, I'll pass. And we're going to get, like I said, the other match. Um, I actually kind of like the Robert Stone storyline. Like the Robert Stone Aaliyah thing, like it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I, I like it. Which I, I'm always happy when NXT does something a little funny because they usually just like, I'm going to be really aggressive and prove that I can put on great matches. And that's which I uh, understand why they would do that because it's basically you're on uh, the development. This is development yeah. league on TV. Yeah. Um. I'm guessing we'll get like maybe a couple more matches, but that's probably about it at this moment. That's um, a good card, though. 
that is a strong card. And the cool thing about that card is there's no there's no Gargano, there's no Champa, there's no not yet. Hold on, not yet, bro. Yeah, it's true. But even then, I I'm actually kind of happy with that because it gives other people a chance to shine in another like this is what NXT is about. It's supposed to letting your your new talent shine. So, you know, we're gonna get a ch- a chance that like on July eighth, we might get Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai. You know, we're gonna get Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. We're gonna get um, Rhea Ripley and Aaliyah. Aaliyah is gonna have a prominent televised match against a big NXT star. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's about the new blood. You know. But um so okay, can we I, I text you about it after the match went off and it was a great match. I'm gonna say this this week, next week, uh we probably won't have a chance to say it. Well we do our predictions next week though, so anyway, but I'm gonna say it. Keith Lee is going over. I said it on Wednesday. He's he's definitely going over. Uh yeah, I can I can see that. But then it's like then it's like oh shit. <laughs> what's about to happen with Adam Cole and Undisputed Air? Then that's when it's like, uh, please keep them on NXT. That's all I'm thinking about. That's my ma- biggest thought from all this. Like, please do not call them up because it ain't gonna be fun. That's true. Well, that's basically what everyone said. Is like, um, Adam Cole gonna get to the main roster and realize his arm's not big enough. So he's gonna have to come with a, a a straight choice. Him and Undisputed gonna have to come with a choice. Like Vince gonna see, take one look at them and be like, "Yeah, put them niggas on two hundred five live." What? Why are they here? That's hilarious. It's so crazy. You know what's crazy? I forgot who said it. They was like, "If you saw Adam Cole, you'd be like, this ain't no damn wrestler." I think because they say he built like a damn uh, gymnast swimmer. Or some shit like somebody. Yeah, he he looks like the most in shape bowler ever. (laughs) Why y'all doing my dog like that? Like, bro, like for real. Like, okay, if you saw Adam Cole in a polo and some slacks, you would think he's on the PGA tour. Did you see a high school picture? That shit is hilarious. Now, when I see his high school, you gotta see his high school picture. That shit is hilarious. Like, it's not like he looks geeky, but it's just like all this. He looks like a sweet kid. That's what's so funny about it. Like, he, and then now he kind of, you know, this is what happens when you're not racist. He still looks exactly the same as he did when he was 18. I mean, he's not old, but still, he looks like he's 18 still. Yeah. So you'll see the picture of Solaire. He just looks like, you know, what's one of the old 2000 bands we usually reference? He, he looks like he was a big fan of like, uh, Hoodie and a blow, not hoodie and a blowfish, but uh, Mike Mike uh McGrath's group. Sugar Ray. There you go. He he looks yeah. like a Sugar Ray extra. He looks like he likes a lot of Dave Matthews band. There you go. Like he got the like hookah, fucking whatever they call it, like the shell, the puka yeah. shell necklaces and all that. He looked like he yeah. Really looks like he looked like he was big into Hawaiian shirts when he was in high school. <laughs> Louis Stevens? <laughs> yeah, he, like 
man looks like a stunt double from high school musical like if we're gonna be honest about it okay that that actually might be the name of the episode <laughs> adam cole is lewis stevens i gotta figure out how to photoshop that but nah it's just that's what's gonna happen like that's why gargano and champler are so wildly like adamant about staying in nxt I think Champa just warmed up to the idea, but for the most part, like, go look at who is prominent on TV for Raw and SmackDown. How many of them are the size of the Undisputed Era and built like the Undisputed Era? No, no. Just Ray Mysterio? Shit, even Ray kind of swole. Yeah. Like they all look like track stars. Damn, you right. I didn't even think about like you hear it, but it's just because you watch so much. I watch so much indie wrestling. You do as well, but you know I watch so much of it. You know you don't pay attention to that. But damn, they really like, bro. You ain't got no type of swell to you. No. Like, because <laughs> I was thinking about that on Wednesday too when I was watching NXT. I'm like, damn, these dudes like. Yeah, they real life, like, you know, I go work out every now and then, but I ain't going to be up here hurting yeah. myself. I don't listen to C.T. Fletcher. Yeah, like, they look like they hit the gym 45 minutes. That's it. Which you, which you can, but I know what you mean. Like, they probably, like, I'm about to go work the treadmill, like, bruh. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? I just had, this just hit me. I had an epiphany. Remember three count in WCW? I do. That's what they're going to do with Undisputed Eric. They're gonna make them four count. Hey man. Hey man. It's nothing wrong with if Adam Cole is Evan Courageous. That I like three count. I don't think they not Gregory Helms or Shannon Moore. No, he's gonna be Evan Courageous. We like the backstreet boys (laughs) in sync too. (laughs) Britney Spears is complicated. Man, I'm telling you, three count was like an actually good idea. It just, it was in a bad company at the time. But three count was a great, was a great, great gimmick. I love that gimmick. You know who blames all the bad shit and not the good shit on WCW? Jim Cornette. You already know Jim Cornette be blaming Vince Russo for everything bad that happened. I'm like, he has some good ideas. Somebody came up with that three-way title. I don't know who, even though it's not that's not an original idea. The three the three-way title, I think, was back in the NWA era, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's that. And the thing you gotta remember about Jim Cornette, which we got we can't forget that he was also accused of soliciting uh people to have sex with his wife for spots on the OVW card. How can we forget? We just talked about it like, you know what's so fucked up? That's what I'm saying. Society does not care. They like, oh, we're all right, bet, move on. Keith Lee even talked about how he got, you know what I mean? Somebody hit him with the with the Cardi B. And they just like, well, straighten up, nigga. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Wait, did Dave Chappelle have a bit about that as well? Tighten up, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like- I got nothing for him, for you. But the thing about Cornette is Cornette hates everything that's like Cornette is like Talib Kweli. Oh my God. Don't nobody want to talk to that nigga. Like the idea that you, you're going to listen to a Cornette podcast to me is just like, I don't care how much you know what he's talking about. 
I don't want to hear that man talk. No, he still has his he has his old ways anyway. Like he's still stuck in like the eighties when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. Which I don't mind you talking about ring psychology and all that stuff. Like Edge and the Undertaker talked about it with that greatest wrestling match. Like I get it. You talking, talking about the classic match? Yeah, the old school wrestling is always going to be good stuff. But if you're sitting up here just like, oh, flippy wrestling is trash because it's flippy. All right, so they do 37 super kicks. <laughs> nigga, okay, nigga, so like, no, if I see no, 400, no, no. If I see 400 headlocks. What, what? So what? I'm supposed to ignore that. Yeah. So okay, let me tell you what I think they meant by that. Even though they basically saying what they said, they but you know the old heads don't ever give you a full breakdown statement as to what they mean because they just like, yes, this way, motherfucker. I don't care. Back in Monday, we did it this way. So what they mean is when he said the super kicks and shit like that, because you know I agree with it. I think, and there's only so many characters you can get from a quote on Twitter anyway, and maybe I need to listen to the interview. Maybe he gets more deep into it. And plus, you know, these are two smart guys, so they, they know what they're talking about. Not just because of their legacy in the ring, but they seem to know what they're talking about all together. So I think what they mean is, or meant to say, if they didn't say it, is, yeah, because I, I, I talked about as well, all the super kicks and top rope moves, that's the go-to now. So when you are training in the PC you think, all right, let me do the super kicks. I don't know if they're training you that way, but they train you to do these super kicks. I said, like, damn, it's like 10 people that do the super kick in wrestling, period. So I think what they mean by is telling the story as far as, like, not a bunch of headlocks, because obviously you got to do something. If you're pertain- if you're projecting to a crowd, if you do three, four, five different headlocks, you can't do it. At one point, Randy Orton used to do that shit a lot. And once again, my favorite sign ever I've seen in the crowd, and I'll never forget it to this day, is another headlock Randy. Like, in question mark. That shit had me in tears. Because he that would be his go-to move. But at the same time, he'll work with other things. So what they mean by that is, it's just like, you know, the super kicks, the flips, but are you really doing something technical-wise? With them, they just don't. They, I, I, they know, but I think they just don't understand, like, that's kind of where the game is right now because it's kind of like, get your shit off real quick, especially because everybody is working just to be on TV and not to have a 30-minute match. So it's just like, you know, get your kicks in, get your flips in, and the crowd won't tell the difference because now the wrestling crowd of this day and age is probably – let's say our age, but we came up in the attitude era. So probably like, you know, if it's new fans, they probably like eight years old to 25 years old. Well, I mean, so they probably won't know the difference. There's wrestling fans of all ages. The thing I think that we have to be cognizant of is for a good deal of our life, like for the past 20 years, we have to acknowledge for the most part, WWE was the only show in town for a lot of people. So, their style of wrestling is considered the benchmark. So with the past few years of like Ring of Honor and New Japan and, you know, people finding other ways to watch wrestling outside of WWE, 
it's changed their sensibilities a little bit. It's challenged what they think is a good match or how a good match is put on. Like I think the thing um, that gets missed in that Undertaker quote was not just the fact that he really liked it, but also his like he that gave that restored faith in the business for him because I remember he 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 essentially said like he was essentially saying like I wish we did more matches like this. I wish we did more wrestling like this, even in WWE. Like, you know, his basic, you know, he was doing this, said something similar to Edge of like, I don't like the fact that they rely so much on athleticism. And I think the problem is. Well, you know, Randy said the same thing, too. He was like, I plan on working for another 15 years and these guys, you know, that's doing all these flips. They're not going to be around for a while. They won't. They won't be here because that takes a lot out of your body. That is true. The other thing I would argue is both within WWE with their more athletic wrestlers, and even other places like first off with more people of color getting into the business, wrestling is going to get more athletic. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more versatile people. People are going to be able to like you got people in six feet now that can do moonsaults. Like regularly, so the main thing, the main thing, guys like Keith Lee that's out here, yeah, plus their moves like that, or Dijakovic. Now, the main thing I would say here is that's on the old heads to figure out a way to incorporate and make what they do a lot more accessible to these new dudes to show, like, hey. If you do these things and then hit a big flip in this moment, it'll get a bigger pop as opposed to, you know, you just hit me with a flip right away. If you're trying to get a flip, what if let's say the story is you're trying to get your high flying offense off and you can't get to it because I'm just a step ahead. I'm always ready for it. And then you catch me and then you go on a flurry of flips. That's a more interesting match. I agree because you're you're working in ring psychology, but you still have the athleticism there. You still have the flips there. It's just about trying to find that. And, you know, I think we, I talked to you about this last night is we talk way too much about 50 50 booking and not enough about 50 50 spots. Like, this is, this is criminal. And every promotion is that everyone has to get their spots in in every match. And I, I don't think that's necessary. Absolutely not. Like, unless it's a squash match, people have to get their spots in in every match. Like, no, you don't. No, you really don't. I don't need to see uh, Alistair hit that, you know, kick to the outside, flip over the rope, moonsault spot every match. Yep. Let's save that. Don't hit that every match. Miss. Let the person get out of the way and just rob you of it but I like yeah I'm I'm totally here for the old heads like you know edging Undertaker to some people sounded like KRS1 <laughs> <laughs> but I, for me they just sounded more like a guy who's trying to bridge the gap like for me it's just about bridging that gap because the moment you make it about flippy wrestling versus, you know, 
catch wrestling and or shoot wrestling, then you you've lost. It's supposed to be a marriage of styles, not just this style and this style only. Right. So yeah, and I think that's what he he was alluding to or meant to say because obviously the way he was trained, he definitely could damn near do anything. Like even though they he he came from the heart dungeon, which they all about stretching you, they still can work different type of ways. I mean, fucking the dynamite kid was one seventy. And out here doing backflips and shit like that, but he could work Matt style. So maybe he wanted to allude to that as well. And he and you know uh, it's like you just said, which is hilarious. But you know the KRS one thing it's just like when KRS is beefing with Nelly, it's like damn, bro, like we doing something different now. We still trying to keep it hip hop, but we try to do something different. I think you know a lot of young talent when they hear that or somebody that's starting out. They might be like, damn, I can't I can't do this shit I want to do. I want to jump. They hear old head say that and it, it might, you know, fuck them up a little bit. Yeah. That's true. Um and I think, like I said, that's that's where uh that's where how do I say that's where I think a marriage of styles needs to come in because Undertaker had great matches with people who didn't work the style that he worked, but it was, he was able to w- find a way to marry them. Right. And, you know, they worked him and that wrestler worked together and they communicated well, and he was very giving and they were very giving and it worked. But if it's just about, okay, this is yours here. Let me get my, my flurry of spots in, in this sequence. And then, in another sequence, you can get your spots in on me. It, yeah. So like fifty-fifty booking. Like if if one person wins this weekend and they fight again, and someone wins next week, but they win a completely different way. If the match is different, if it's about that, then that's fine. But if both matches are just let me get my spots in, let me get your spots in, and that was the big problem with the Okada Omega series. After a while, was it was just let me get like after the second match, it was just let me get my spots in. Like, right. The first match was very much like, you know, who is the best wrestler? Who really is the best wrestler? The second one was like, is was a war of attrition. Like, you know, you can't beat me. I can't beat you, but you can't beat me. And then after that, it just became a spot fest. So. Mm-hmm. So it, it loses some luster. But um that's really it, man. That's really it. I don't I don't know if I have much more to say about wrestling at this point. No, I mean if we don't have anything else to say, that's fine. We we did an hour. We'll just see how you know, I'm not watching SmackDown for various reasons. I might yeah. see what's going on tonight. Like last week I didn't watch it well, because of what was this, going on. This is where it, WWE also needs to be careful is because they're sending memos out like you need to come get tested, but a lot of top talent hasn't gotten tested yet because there's a lack of like WWE is actually a good reflection of how the US has handled the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like they've handled it sloppily and WWE has basically mirrored their handling of it. Like they're just getting to testing. 
they're they're not figuring this out. They're not enforcing masks. They're not letting people wear masks. They're it's just all these different travesties, and they just have no idea how to contain this. In the middle of you know several of their wrestlers, a lot of them being their UK talent, but several of their wrestlers being um, accused of of really heinous things. And the problem is, had they not let go of all those wrestlers in Wednesday and in April, they might have been able to just be like, okay, all of you guys are gone, and the rest of you, you guys are now moved up. You guys are more prominent now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they did. They cut all those wrestlers to save some money. But, you know, hell, man, if Rusev was there, you didn't need Matt Riddle. Yep. If Leo Rush is there, you don't need Jordan Devlin. And you cut him just to save face. Like, it ain't about the money, bro. You did it just to save face. Like, no, nah, we don't want you here. Like, obviously, yeah. you do need some type of budget cuts because of what's going on. But come on, bro. Well, WWE is going to have their most profitable year ever yeah. this year. So, what have you with that? Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it about wrestling. Uh, you got a kayfabe champion for the week? Uh, you go ahead because I'm trying to think of mine. Um, my kayfabe champion of the week is Avery Bradley. Oh yeah, Avery so Bradley. Him. Yeah, I mean, he chose to sit out of this this league uh, because you know his son. People are positive for it. Out well, three hundred and two. No, not because of that. Because his son has a respiratory issue. Yeah. And he was just like, I can't bring my son in good conscience, and I can't be away from him just in case something happens. Right. And you know, there's people saying stuff and. You know, calling this and that. And then right after that, 16 people, including Malcolm Brogdon, Nikola Jokic, and 14 other players have tested positive. And that's just the ones we know about. Like, I don't know if they tested all 302, but if they haven't. I think they tested, uh, they haven't tested all 302, but they did test a couple of them. It's, you know what? It might be the WWE thing. They might not be testing like, well, they just started testing because they're officially back now. Yeah, July but, 30th, they said it's a go. They they hard-headed. They're not going to cancel. But I, I'm going to be honest. If this number hits, this number doesn't have to get much higher for it to be concerning. Like, if this number hits 30, that, that that's that's tough. Bro, I keep saying, like, of course, it's just me. But I'm like, damn, bro, they need to just cancel the season. Like, like it's July get already. It's July. I mean, it's about to be July already, which is crazy to say. Like time is moving by so damn fast. I'm. I never thought I'd be watching the NBA in July. Like I'm so used to it being a champion. Like I thought by now the Lakers would be the champions, and obviously, there's more important things going on. But still, that mindset is June. All this shit is over. Let me get ready to watch football, and then baseball is on right now. But now it's just like, hey, no, we gonna keep going. All right, y'all need a championship that bad? No, y'all need that revenue. But damn, at what cost? Yeah, man. It, you know, it, it just is what it is at this point. Right. That that's that's all we can say. But all right, 
And then now some of the players are gonna have like a ring that tells them if they have it. Is that is that what I read? I don't know. I don't know. I all I can say is after seeing with Caleb Braxton, I've I've just learned that you can get this twice. So I think everyone needs to be careful because even if you've gotten it, there's no clear cut thing that you will just be immune or you will be asymptomatic every time. So, you know, but shouts out to Avery Bradley for, you know, doing what was important to him, doing the right thing for himself. Absolutely. Because it it could have been really easily pressured to just be like, well, come on, man, you know, we're close. We can win this thing and this and that. At Will Foster. Yeah. I'm very surprised none of the Clippers players. Oh, from what we heard, the Clippers players like, no, I'm good. Obviously, Patrick Beverly like, Shit, I ain't no bitch. I'm gonna play. Well, Patrick Beverly was also, you know, at first concerned, and then after Avery Bradley dropped out, he was like, you know, he let's is. play. Right. I'm oh, he's guy. like, oh, oh, nobody got to guard me. I mean, which nobody got to guard you anyway, but right. You know, but. You know, I remember what Westbrook said about Pat Beverly, and I'll never forget it. He got y'all fooled. He just be <laughs> out there, run- he just be out there running, and y'all think he doing something. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorite quotes ever. And Russ is always my favorite when it comes to interviews because you always gonna get some comedy from it. But he's dead serious about the shit he's saying. <laughs> but for him saying that, everybody like, yeah, Pat Beverly, a league defender. That nigga's like, he got y'all fooled. Yeah. I'm like, Russ, he, he did kind of lock you down, bro. Well, the way Russ is a shooter, can you really prove if anyone ever locked Russ down? Because it could have just been. He just you know, shooting so much that he shot himself off the game. Exactly. Yeah. No, I can't think of no K-Fade champion. So, no, we, we can move on. We can We can go out on that note. But, you know, everybody, you know, you only can say stay safe for so much because you don't know what the fuck going on. Just, hey, man, just listen. The end is near. Goodbye. <laughs>